0: Hello,
1: and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today is a little different as we'll be playing with only AGM and one player, which this game accommodates for quite nicely, so playing with me,
0: I have Ray. Hi, I'm Ray. My pronouns are he, him. I'll be playing Antipathy Dawn, the indomitable scourge of Fender, seeker of honour. Their pronouns are she, they, and her familiar, Kobol, whose pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Dark Dragons Inn in association with my podcast, Tales from the Dark Dragons Inn, a high fantasy, improv fiction, audio drama style show driven by tabletop roleplay. You can learn more about that on tftddi.co.uk and i'm also the person behind the voices at play twitter account which is voices at
1: and i'm mom my pronouns are they them and i am everywhere as Amaraz, including twitter uh, you can also find me besides here on the musafir's pod which is at musafir's pod on twitter and that is a south asian inspired DD setting called sirs mean and we basically explore that world in a way to explore the setting and kind of show the different things you can do with dnd in unique settings and i'll also also be your host and game master. Today we'll be playing Familiars of Terra by Elizabeth cool of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terra is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny, for better or worse. So, with that all established, we will get right into it. My question for you is, what brought you all the way over uh, to kind of the northwest quarter of Fender in Berksted. What what was the last thing you did that brought you up here? So what's in the what's in the north? Do you remember? Uh yeah, it's it's actually a mountainy terrain. Uh, mm-hmm. you're getting close to the uh to the gentle mountain range. Uh, okay, and that's kind of to the west of like if you go further north, you're on the west of the Badlands directly.
0: Got you. Um, hmm. what was the the last thing that I was doing here, or what am I heading here to do?
1: Yeah, what brought you here? Did you just come here of your own accord? Did you have a mission or something that you did that deposited you here?
0: Um Yeah, I think maybe cuz I'm I'm still pretty new on my journey. Yeah. Um and when Kobel was little, he was pretty ill and I made a promise with him that we would go exploring um that's a very, very small form of the promise. The promise itself is actually, we will discover the edges of the world, mm-hmm. uh, ed- edges of the known world. Um, but I think maybe... Actually, you know what? I, th- I think that probably isn't something that Antipathy Dawn considers to be beyond her. She, she doesn't look at it and go, oh, I'm only 14. She's like, no, no, no. When's a better time to start than now? Um, I think she is...
1: Uh, yes the uh the pokemon logic if you're 13
0: time yeah. to send you off into the world it's pretty much um except in Fendire, it's it's pretty um it's unusual for someone so young to even have a familiar let alone be a seeker um right but you know that's just that's just how dawn rolls um i think she is in uh was it rugstead or what's the name of this place oh uh berk uh berkstead Barkstead, um, she is there, um, to meet, or she was there to meet with, um, a really old person, um, probably one of the earlier seekers, not earlier seekers, because it's been a tradition for hundreds of years. She's, um, she's there to, Meet one of the oldest known cartographers in mm, Um yeah. And I, th- I think she probably already has met them. And it wasn't as productive as she expected because they just hadn't taken her seriously. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I, think, I think the opening scene we see is a bustling city street. And you would just a pile of scrolls and maps. Uh, they were like, if you're really serious, here's
0: all the maps. Go read them yourself. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm the camera shot of that is uh, I'm sitting on a street cub and there's one in my lap and I'm sort of looking at it and mm-hmm. I, I I'm not an unintelligent character um like I, I have my wits about me and so mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there I'm looking at it and just one arm behind my head scratching my my head um Antipatia Dawn uh is. About five four. She's probably quite stockily built. She's got a warm, rich brown skin tone. She is wearing her hair out, um, in a, a very. A, it's I basically it's probably just sort of loosely grown, um, in that it's just growing out. Uh, it's not sort of full fro length, and she has some of it tied up roughly into a short ponytail at the back. Um, but it's more like a a. a t- t- a handful has been grabbed and something has been wrapped around it kind of thing. It's not neat. Uh, And the rest of her hair on top is just kind of loose. And she's just looking sort of scratching underneath the, um, (laughs) the back of where her hair is tied up and she's just looking down and she's like, couple, I don't really think this is what we were looking for. And then we get a camera pan up just over her shoulder and there's just how would you describe the head of a pangolin? It's like the, the there's, there's a, a pinecone face with eyes just yeah. le- leaning down over her shoulder. <laughs> um, it's like a cute pinecone that isn't as pointy. Yeah. Um, and she's just looking at this thing and being like, I don't think this is what we're looking for. And then the camera shifts slightly to the right and there's just this huge pangolin head uh, looking down over her shoulder. The tongue sort of slips out and pokes the map. I think the tongue
1: catches just, like, a tiny ant from the corner of the map and goes back to being mostly uninterested in the map.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, ah, yeah, I, uh, I thought that was an island. Ugh. And she brushes her hands across it, and she's feeling pretty frustrated. Yeah. um, Not so much that, like, she's been given the maps, because I think ultimately for her long-term goal, oh, for my long-term goal, um the maps are pretty useful. It's just that what I was really hoping for from this person was maybe uh, a recounting of something like a landmark that they saw, that they remember on the edges of where they got to in their journeys. Or, you know, something that would tell me so that I knew when I was there and I was finally stepping out somewhere that no one had ever been. Uh, And they weren't really especially helpful. They were just old and cranky. And I think that's probably how Antipathy Dawn describes most people over 20. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like a classic 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. She's so old and cranky. Yeah.
1: Speaking of older than 14 people, <laughs> uh, a man in a like mining outfit and a mining helmet with a canary familiar kind of is wandering through the square looking around. Uh, and they look at you for a second and they approach slowly <clears throat> um hello
0: uh i'm uh do you mind moving? you're kind of in the light and uh, your I'm, shadows on the uh, <coughs> uh, I lift the map up I'm like, I'm trying to read and I don't even look up
1: uh i'm I'm apologizing this won't take much of your time. I'm just wondering if you've seen a seeker around here. I heard the well, I've heard that there was one around. Uh.
0: Well, as you... Uh, and She's uh, immediately like, hand on the back of, uh, runs across the nose, just cockily kind of wipe, uh, wiping off her face. Uh, I look up and I'm just like, as you uh, happen to be asking, you're uh, you're looking at her. Uh, and then uh, Pat's pangolin backhanded. Yeah. Me and Kobol here, we're the ones you're looking for.
1: Uh he kind of raises an and goes your antipathy day
0: Antipathy dawn.
1: Oh, oh, the, dawn The Indomitable Scourge Offender, that's you.
0: Seeker of Honor, I would appreciate it if you used my full title, but yes, that's me. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> he like takes a second to recompose himself and goes <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um well oh, we could really use some assistance uh, from a seeker. Mm. I wish I could tell you more, but uh, well, I'm just, I'm just a messenger uh, bosses looking for someone to help out with some issues we've been having.
0: <laughs> and I fold my arms and lean back against Pangolin as though I'm sitting in a comfortable office chair uh, <laughs> uh, like Pangolin uh, against Kobol. And Kobol, used to this treatment, just stands firmly and I lean back across one leg over the other and I'm like okay why wait, wait, wait who exactly is we oh uh,
1: I'm, I'm sorry um I, sh- I should introduce myself i I apologize um, my name is nari and this is my familiar Kanai. uh we are part of the burkstead uh one of well, one of the various burkstead mining associations uh specifically I'm well my companion and I make sure that the mines are Safe, uh, for news before we go deeper. And, well, besides that, I also work as a messenger, uh, and, well, we've been having some issues.
0: Who's your boss?
1: (sighs) I think she would rather introduce herself.
0: Well, then why isn't she here?
1: Well, because we didn't know where to find the Seeker, uh, but I can take you right to her.
0: Well, you seem to manage.
1: Well, it it is my job, and K'nai's got a very good sense of direction hmm. the, the canary by the way is completely not paying attention <laughs> yeah. they're just like wandering around like they're my job's done i don't know
0: <laughs> i i think i want to try and push this guy a little bit harder and i'm like yeah. look i've got a lot to do and i gesture towards the maps so Unless you explain yourself just a little bit clearer, I mean, if your job is to make sure the mines are safe, I assume you need help with the mines. You must have an idea of what's going on, and if you're not even going to tell me who you work for, I don't think I've even got the time of day, honestly. Yeah, give me a, a trample. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. It's just a, I just draw straight, right? That's how this works. Yeah,
1: draw straight, and I think you get a plus one, because he is eager to be out of here.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, he's
1: he's kind of shaken.
0: Oh, oh dear. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, that's a... Oh, wait, hang on. So I have to pull lower than my score, right? Yes. yes. Okay, Lower. Uh, equal- in that case, yeah, so uh, I drew a four. Oh, that's uh, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, yeah. oh, wow, that's really low, and I'm like, wait, that's that's how this game
1: works. Okay, um, I'm not... <sighs> I don't know much. I just know that there's been a lot of animal and animal kin that don't come from the regions around their mine. Who've been coming? I'm I'm assuming from north, and most of them haven't looked too happy to be here. Oh, there's there's something going on, and
0: I mean that that sounds like something I could we could probably handle. What do you think, Kobol?
1: Kobol has found a uh, piece of dirt and they're trying to dig for an anthill inside of it uh, with their arms. Oh, did we mention that this pangolin has arms?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, all pangolins have arms. It's just yes. that Kobol uh, has forearms. Um, I think we haven't we we, we have really described Kobol at all except for his face. Let's take a, a, just a, a brief moment here. Um, so... What this guy is seeing is this short, like, five, two, five four, I've forgotten what I said already, um, <laughs> a little bit fuller in the face, 14-year-old kid. Yeah. Leaning back cockily against a uh, pangolin. pangolins, on average, like a regular pangolin, are two to three foot long. Then there's the largest breed of pangolin, which are about four and a half foot long, but... Due to being a pangolin kin, a pangakin, if you will, um <laughs> Kobul is a an extra large giant pangolin, uh, which means that he is nine foot long head to tail. I think that means he probably stands at about seven-ish foot upright, um, mm-hmm. and the rest is tail. Uh he also has forearms. Uh, instead of the usual two so he has two that stem from what you would consider to be the shoulder joints Mm -hmm. and then about a foot lower there's a second pair of clawed arms um and they're they're not sort of mutant arms or anything they're just naturally looking They, they look like regular pangolin arms but they're just an extra pair of them and from his back uh stem a large pair of wings um the wings themselves, I like to think of them as though they're made of pangolin scales. Mm-hmm. Um, So they're almost, they, they look non-functional, I imagine, to the casual observer, in that when his wings are closed, they probably just look like the back of a pangolin with a long seam down the middle. But when he unfolds them, they extend out probably substantially far because he's nine foot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, reveal that underneath the wings, his back is still scaled, and then the large wings either side of him are, uh, fully... They kind of look, I want to think, like a ladybug mm-hmm. back, um, but instead of having wings underneath which flap, they themselves do the flapping, uh, and he can, in fact, fly with them. So, he's a little peculiar looking, <laughs> um, but I, I will say he's not digging at the moment because he's still being my chair whilst I, I, um, whilst I cockily dress this guy down because I'm a stubborn teenager. That makes sense. Very pleasant character. V-
1: very, of course. Uh and for for the man's credit, I mean familiars of all like animal kin are very common uh mm-hmm. with all sorts of like variations so he just kind of takes the pangolin in stride which is the first thing he's taken in stride uh all
0: all conversation yeah and and then uh, immediately thereafter is thrown off by this 14 year old acting like a, a brat basically honestly the giant pangolin is, is the main thing that's like this is, This could be a seeker. all right yeah just like, well, this person's familiar, looks like it could probably handle itself. So maybe she's like, yeah, I, so to cut back in, I think, um, yeah, I was gesturing to Kobol, being like, yeah, we can, we can probably handle this. And then Kobol is non responsive, and I'm just like, we'll take it. Show me to your boss.
1: Uh, uh, yes, uh, right away, of course. And he uh, starts walking at a brisk clip.
0: Yeah so I I think following behind him um I I stand up and I take all of the maps and I just hurriedly s- stuff them into my bag and then I'm like come on Kobel, let's go uh and then I follow after him and I'm like so you got any kids uh,
1: I'm, I'm I'm sorry
0: kids you got any kids
1: <laughs> um, no uh not not personally uh I have my uh my nephew but not n- n- none of my own
0: you get along well with your nephew
1: uh mostly uh I, I bring back stuff from the mind sometimes if we find something cool that they don't need to bring back
0: uh that's cool yeah it's good to have family you know mm-hmm. do, do you have oh no i'm a i'm an only kid and i'm i'm not old enough for children yet but um mm, yes of course i mean i think she's saying it completely uh completely straight-faced she's just like oh yeah i'm not old enough for kids yet but uh I do look older than I am, um, so I can understand your confusion, but...
1: Uh, I, I'm, I was meaning siblings, but I'm, I'm glad that you understand that, at least. Um,
0: what well, do you mean, uh, at least? Uh, Hang on. Uh, oh, look, <laughs> she we're, just we're stops here. in her trap. <laughs> She's, She's <just> like, like <laughs>
1: oh, look, we're here. And <laughs> completely <laughs> <laughs> like, like, knocks loud on the door.
0: Like, I think as the door opens, <laughs> Antipathy Dawn just has shadows falling over her face, like uh
1: and uh oh, the boss is waiting inside come on can i and he just walks away even faster somehow like before he was working at walking at like a, a brisk business-like pace and now he's just like a fast clip you know
0: yeah uh i think um in terms of what i'm wearing it's probably fairly basic um i imagine think your typical ranger gear without the leathers so that sort of well-worn cloth yeah um sort of quite simple but practical clothing um and I, I straighten myself up and brush it off in various places and make sure there's no sand on my butt from sitting on the ground and uh how's well i mean kobold's only like six seven foot upright so he probably doesn't need to worry about doors or anything um I, I think I turn around and I make sure there's nothing lingering on kobol and brush down the top of the scales I'm like right we're seekers remember so let's let's keep it and she's um stretching up with her hand and pushing his chin slightly up and he straightens up himself stops hunching over in that typical pangolin fashion and straightens up but he's still basically just hunched over because pangolins are even standing upright, quite rounded creatures. Um, mm-hmm. But he's doing his best to look dignified, the best a giant nine-foot pine cone can. Yeah. Um, and then, then we head
1: inside. And I'll also say that, like, beyond just most doors probably being fine, a lot of the miners have some pretty big familiars. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So the, the, the set of doors you walk through are designed for familiars that can take, like, more space than even a couple, you know?
0: yeah yeah yeah, like gorillas and yeah yeah that makes sense and like giant moles uh no yeah so
1: you enter inside what is a pretty practical office uh there's a pile like on your right side of various ores and minerals that are clearly there for like testing the quality of what's being brought out of the mine uh there is to your left a wall off area that you can hear like machining happening uh, but mm-hmm. you can't really see it because there's, like, a curtain to stop on sparks and light and stuff being distracting. Uh, and in front of you is a desk hunched over, which is a foreman in, like, pretty practical slacks. This is clearly not someone who just sits in an office all day. Their clothes mm-hmm. are, like, dusty and uh clearly well-worn and well-used to being in the thick of things. Uh, yeah. Right now, hunched over just a bunch of what at first you would expect to be, like, Various like, layouts of mines, but you actually realize it's a map of the region. Uh, almost identical to the one you got of the mountains from the cartographer you just visited. Nice. Uh, and she looks up as you walk in. Oh, uh, hello. Oh, c- come on right in. You must be the seeker.
0: At that, um, I walk forward and performatively uh, do a very courteous bow and stand upright and say... Antipathy Dawn, indomitable scourge of Findair, seeker of honour, at your service. I hear that you have a problem.
1: Yeah, and she does a slight bow and goes, Uh,
0: yes. No, 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 please, that's not necessary.
1: Oh, well, uh, thank you. Uh, I do not have a fancy title as yours, but- Oh,
0: also, this kobold. Uh, this- <laughs> she's like, uh, I think kobold's just staring at her yeah. really huffily, and she's like, Ah, sorry. Um, uh, this is Koble. He's <laughs> he's with me.
1: Uh, uh, of course. Would uh, would Koble like a treat? We keep all manner of supplies for familiars in my room. If you would like one,
0: I, I look around. I'm like, where's your room?
1: Oh, uh, right, right here. Uh, and she like reaches under her desk and.
0: As she's reaching under her desk, Kobol's tongue just yeah. slowly reaches down. And I think by the time she looks up, there's just a tongue reaching past her.
1: <laughs> she smiles. She's used to all sorts of uh, just behavior. And she pulls out this box, which she spins around and like opens the top. And there's various like almost like they look like normal cookies, almost mm. Uh, but they're very clearly, like, a variety of choices of, like, flavors and textures uh, and even ingredients designed to be just, like, consumed by different familiars. And he yeah. goes, I, I wouldn't mean to presume, so please go ahead and pick uh, whichever works.
0: I, th- I think, like, he picks up a cookie with his tongue mm-hmm. and then, like, slowly brings it back and I just, ah, Cobble. And then he expe- expectedly just waits there, hanging this cookie over my face until I take it and start just smashing it in my hands because <laughs> they don't have teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, once it's fine enough, his tongue comes out and just starts like slowly picking up. I'm just like, I really don't like it when he does this. You can feel free not to watch. I'm sorry. It's it's perfectly fine. It's no, it's it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, cringing as his tongue's like collecting the shrapnel
1: she laughs and goes ah, I think we've all dealt with our fair share of unique behaviors haven't we and you hear just like a grunt of agreement from the like machining room
0: well I, I look forward to meeting your partner uh, so what can I help you with
1: uh, yes uh, I'm sorry uh, we got all caught up I did not introduce myself I'm Mungan
0: uh, Mungan is that correct? yeah Mungan okay
1: and I am the foreman of the mines around here. Uh, and, well, one of the things that does is it lets me keep uh, my head to the ground, as it were. Keep an eye out for what's happening in the areas of the mountains that a lot of people don't travel to as often.
0: Well, that sounds like the kind of thing that interests me. I'm uh, I'm quite big on exploration, if you will. Ah,
1: well, then perhaps this will be an opportunity for you to see some of the mountains as well a lot of the animals and animal kin that traditionally live in the north have been finding their way down and quite honestly i don't think this migration is voluntary this is more frequent and hurried than anything we've ever seen before
0: you think somebody's disturbing their home
1: i think it might be worse than that we've not been able to get close to them a lot of them are even a little uncertain of contact with strangers but the ones that have, we've seen some signs of attack.
0: What what kind of attacks? Are you talking, you know, animal kin bite marks, scratches, or
1: weapons? No, not weapons, thankfully. Um, but yes, animal kin, and, you know, the occasional. Well, at first it started with what we would assume would have been just a natural disaster, some, like, fallen branches, that kind of thing. But... As the quantity increased and we started identifying some Anakin marks, we realized perhaps we needed to call for
0: assistance. I mean, that makes sense. You should leave this sort of thing to the professionals. Ah, uh, and again, once as soon as it's like acknowledging they need help, mm-hmm. I feel very self-important. i like, well, yeah, of course, you know, uh, that that is. What I I'm here. Well, it's not what I'm here for, but I'm more than happy to help. Um. So, is there anything more that you can tell me that you think? What are you thinking it might be?
1: Well, it's possible that this could just be the same thing we thought initially. You know, a natural disaster caused disturbance, and some of the animals and animal can responded less than pleasantly to it. I'm sure it's probably all there is.
0: Have Have they been hostile? Towards people?
1: The ones that have come south? No. They've been more scared. Uh, It's also, like, probably evident that she has another theory that she's hesitant to even voice.
0: Yeah, I I, I think um, Antipathy is just going to be like, well, you know, I mean, natural disasters happen, and unfortunately sometimes there's not a lot you can do about it. I mean, if if the animals and the animal kin in the area are being displaced by something that's naturally occurring, we shouldn't really interfere. Um, But if, I mean, you're much more familiar with this area than I am, and I hate to go into anything unprepared. So if there's anything that you think I need to know, it would be real helpful if you could just tell me. Because I don't personally want to get hurt if I can avoid it, and I certainly don't want to hurt anything unless (laughs) it's necessary. Um and I, I, I will push a charm for that as well if you feel it's been required. Uh I, I definitely think it is. Woo! Uh exactly wait, so it's it's equal to or under or Yeah, equal to or under. Yeah. Okay, well in that case, it's exactly on. Cool, cool, cool.
1: Uh she I'm hesitant to even say this, but well, you know, this could always be the work of a judge. I mean <laughs>
0: let's 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 not jump to conclusions that's seems pretty what makes and i i think i'm as as soon as she said that i think my whole body language changed and it's not necessarily like it's it's hard to express because i feel like judges though we know they exist are also sort of like when people talk about you know mutants from the badlands yeah, everybody knows they're a fact of life, but also, like, have you ever really seen one? Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, the crops have gone bad; must be mutants from the wildlands. Oh, my! My dog was angry at me today. I guess a judge crossed its path. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the, the the kind of equivalent of a, the boogeyman. Yeah, exactly. I I think I'm. Trying my best not to show that in my body language, but there's definitely I mean picture a 14-year-old trying not to let on that they've just realized this adult is an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and or like, you know, like your, your grandmother's just said, Oh, let me read your fortune for you, and you're like, sure, grandma, yeah okay I'm uh, just like you know let's let's not jump to conclusions um you're, you're right. but I I will uh, thank you for letting me know
1: well there's one other possibility that might not involve that and she like gestures vaguely like I she doesn't want to say that word again mm-hmm because uh, there is a older and looking a uh, rarity of It's kind that lives in the north. eh? Honestly, you'd have to see it to believe it, but that's the thing. When we sent a scout to investigate the area from afar, they didn't see it. And it's possible that the absence of such an integral figure to that area might be causing a disturbance.
0: What sort of uh, animal king was it?
1: No one really knows. Um,
0: well, it can't be that integral then
1: well, none have really ever approached it we've We've seen it from afar um,
0: so you just know it's big. How big are we talking?
1: it's uh about the size of a tree. it usually seems to be just living its life as one most of the time, but we know it's an animal because it moves from place to place.
0: Okay, but like a little tree, or a big tree, or like a really, really big tree? Because it nothing personal. That doesn't give me a lot to go on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> she
1: pauses and collects her thoughts for a moment. It's about the size of most of the other trees in the area. Um, so she looks up at Kobol. Because Kobo is like nine foot head to
0: toe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <sighs> One and a half times their length. And points at Kobol.
0: Okay, like a medium tree, then. Yeah,
1: most most of the trees aren't too tall. This isn't the densest of forests, but it's notable enough.
0: Okay. Well, I guess I'll look for signs that a medium tree-sized animal is not there. We, uh, there's...
1: We we know where we last saw them, and she goes, Do you have a map? Do you need one? Uh, and she, like, goes to hand over her map. Shh.
0: <laughs> I, I I look down at my bag, which is just bulging, and I pat it resignedly. I'm like, Han, I got more maps than anybody has any need for."
1: <laughs> ah, you visited the cartographer.
0: Thanks. If you want to show me where it is on your map, I'll just update
1: mine later. Uh, of course. And uh, she like marks a location.
0: Ah. Uh. I I definitely pay good attention to that and commit it to memory. Uh and I will indeed do what as do as I've said and update my map later.
1: Perfect. And and she goes, We you you might also well being quite frank, we're we're miners. Our our job is to make sure that the mountains stay safe, that we don't disturb the ecosystem too much and that we are able to extract the resources we need without harming the environment, but handling scared familiars is not our strong suit. You might be able... To-
0: yeah, I mean, it can be pretty, uh... dangerous work.
1: Yeah. Um, you might have better luck with some of the ones that have left than we did. If you if you keep walking north, you're bound to run into them. They sure. Migration sure. has not stopped.
0: Okay, well... It sounds like you've told me most of what I need to know. But before I go, and I'm just going to walk forwards and turn sideways and lean with one elbow on the office desk, and then I'm going to turn and look her in the eyes and say, You're not hiding anything from me, are you? You and your people haven't been mining where you shouldn't. Right? She
1: gives you the like most like piercing stare back and goes, I have dealt with... A lot of accusations in my life.
0: Hey, it was a question. And
1: never once have they been true. I do my utmost to do my job, to do my job properly.
0: I'm I'm gonna pull charm. Yeah. All the, no, well, hang on. Like, uh, I, I guess want wit, because I just want to check, like, well, yeah. what I, whether or not I. Oh, that actually, sense. that's a fail. <laughs> oh. So uh i don't know what, what the outcome of that is so th- that was to pull a wit uh which yeah i sort of was reading that like um my ability to determine whether or not she is yeah. telling the truth um so what sense do i get from that <laughs> i think you just get nothing like mm. yeah i i can't get a read on her
1: this is the practice like shutdown of a professional who's used to dealing with these kinds of accusations
0: stupid adults yeah that's fair i I think I just eyeball her for a minute and I'm just like it was a question, not an accusation, but I take that as a no, and no. I'm just gonna turn around and start walking away and be like, we'll look into your problem uh, one last one last thing that
1: might help you.
0: Let's stop it just as I'm reaching for the door handle, look over my shoulder yeah
1: uh, and from behind the curtain, you hear that just like Sounds of machining stop. Uh, and the curtain opens and evident to you is a regular-sized beaver. Uh, but also with forearms and very sharp teeth, who has just finished like cutting into a piece of metal, uh, which they waddle over and pass to you. Uh I take it. What's the metal shaped like? It's just shaped like a, a kind of a badge, a pass almost. And she goes, Ah, oh, this will let you use the cable car to head north uh towards the mines. It's it's the one that we use to get to the mines and should help you get to your destination faster.
0: I try to hide my excitement at riding the cable cars. I'm like, Oh, yeah, sure. That's uh that's great, thanks. And quickly like stuff the metal thing into my bag and then I, I bow politely to the little beaver and I'm like, Thank you, sir. Uh <laughs> And And they
1: uh, just chitter and walk back, pull the curtain and just like, you hear the
0: machining start again. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll let you know what we find. Come on, Cable. And then uh, I, I walk out. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Things aren't over yet, so please join us for the next episode. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. One dollar pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work, so if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.